Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, gang, do I have something amazing for you today? It's the, oh my God, it is September 2nd. So you know what this means? Everybody's starting to feel the coldness come from the weather and we're all starting to think about oh my god what are we going to do this winter for training and if you go back into my episodes over the last two years I have a lot of amazing coaching uh, episodes with regards to winter training base training uh, go search Joe Friel we had some amazing discussions on indoor cycling training and the benefits and the drawbacks to what it can bring to you. So before we get into all of that goodness, I have a couple announcements. Always remember, I just want to remind you that we only have two episodes uh, going forward. So Monday and Friday. So Friday is always my coaching session. I'm going to bring lots of amazing goodness because we're getting into... uh, the winter cycling training and uh, it's just something I'm super excited about. I've already gotten into Swift and done a, a led a group ride with the cycling team that I'm on, Aonian, so make sure you follow them. Um, and uh, yeah, just started uh, thinking about what to do and goals for next year. So that's what we're going to be chatting about. And also we have a new a YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes. Um, some of them are very visually stimulating um, because we're either with the person in person or we, they, our interviewer or our guest has some great things to show you. Um, and that goes with <laughs> our guest that's going to be happening on Monday. He's going to be showing us some new cycling gear on like the angles of what you could do with your saddle. So if that's something of interest, you better uh, tune in. I'm not going to tell you all the details, but I'm personally interested because I've always wondered about the angle of my saddle uh, for my mountain bike and my gravel bike. My road is absolutely perfect, so I'm not going to screw with that. But I'm really interested in talking with this guy about angles for saddles. So stay tuned for that on Monday. All right. Are you guys ready? Now, again, before I get into it, I have a lot. uh, I just want to share with you, since I'm a cycling coach, you might have known or not known that, I've been coaching for since um, almost 20 years now. I'm a level three uh, national performance. I have my level three national performance certification. What does that mean? That I can coach at a provincial level. But I've also 
coached over a thousand women in my women's cycling club, Cycle Fit Chicks, over the last 14 years. And I'm so, I'm so excited about seeing people improve and just really uh, love become to love their bike, love climbing hills. I think that's the one thing that a lot of people really get in their heads about is climbing hills and they do lots of things to avoid putting them on their uh, rides or they just won't join because of a hill and it kind of saddens me. So winter training is kind of your opportunity to really uh, get better at it because you don't have to worry about being outside or being with other people. You can work at it on your own and over the last, since 2006, I've been um, I've had this winter cycling program that's always been 16 weeks long. It starts like at the end of November to end of March. And uh, what we did is we came inside and we really focused once a week on cycling skills and technique. And I always say that as a cycling coach, there are certain skills you can teach outside that you that are, you can't really teach inside. And then there's ones that you can teach inside, but you can't really do outside because of the elements, because of me being a cycling coach, you can't really chase people who are faster. So you can't really, it's hard to coach those kind of people. You're not as fast who don't have like a moped or something. Um, but it's easy for me to see when we're, you're either in front of me or online where I can make like little adjustments to the way you uh, pedal on your bike. And those have been amazing and like groundbreaking for some people because sometimes it really just about a small adjustment that can make a huge difference in what you're doing. And um, so I've seen a lot of that over the years. Um, and it also, it is about repetition, 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 consistency, and then once you get out on, so if you come and you coach with me every week, you're going to hear the same thing, but you're going to be doing some of these skills and different um, drills, uh, different uh, scenarios and things like that. And we're going to do it over and over again. So when you either go back into Swift and train or race or participate in group ride, you're going to know how to change your gears, pedal efficiently, um, start grinding your gears. Um, and it's just going to be a much better experience in conjunction with being outside. Once you get out into the spring, you are going to be at a much greater and higher level when after the program. So that being said, I have something special for you guys. Um, instead of doing my 16 week program, I decided last year I incorporated Swift into it, which was so fun. Um, so we had three training sessions a week. We had a Tuesday night interval. Thursday nights were dedicated to um, skills and technique and a Saturday group ride like you're really usually accustomed to uh, if you're riding wherever. Um, Saturdays on the weekends are usually dedicated to those group rides with your friends. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to simulate a lot of that inside. And it also helps to eliminate all the FOMO of joining everything that uh, Swift has to offer, all the events and things like that where you can get cool swag, which, you know, whatever, it's cool. 
but it also um and also getting into all these group rides where you just might max yourself out just like outside you get into a group ride and you want it you didn't want to push as hard as you went and you end up overdoing it and if you do enough of that inside or outside you're gonna get sick you're gonna get overtrained you're gonna get demotivated um so it's really best that you decide and we're going to talk about this so what i want you to do is go to your phone and enter this phone number 819-809-0999 and text the word cycling you will be added to a vip list that will get fifty dollars uh, 50% off the first month subscription so i am going to be starting in october October instead of end of November. So, you know, a lot of people, and you can do this from anywhere you are listening because the most important thing is the Thursday night. If you can't attend, because it's going to be later, it's also going to be easier, like in the morning for like Australian time, um, uh, anything that's 13 hours ahead or behind. Um, and also, um, same with the evening Thursday, Tuesdays and the mornings on Saturdays. So, um, the, the most important thing is the Thursday I said, and it will be recorded and handed out to those members. So, but if you text the word cycling to 819-809-0999, you will be added to our VIP. You'll also be sent, be the first to get the link to register. There's only going to be a certain amount of those available and we will get started in October. So um, it also keeps you accountable, but we're going to be talking a lot about getting started. So I have nine ways to optimize your winter training to become a faster cyclist. Now, you might be thinking, Sylvie, I don't want to become fast. Well, fast can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You might want to uh, maybe not bike 30 kilometers an hour. But however, you might want to be able to uh, stick with your friends or maybe stop getting dropped or, you know, whatever it is. But that means getting some cycling skills and being able to cycle a little bit faster so whatever level it is, or maybe you just want to get a little bit faster to stay, to be able to ride with your kids, um, whatever that is to you, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're going to become a cycling racer, if you know what I mean. Um, and I hope you know what I mean, because it's not all about um, events, uh, not events, but like racing. And I'm not about a racing, I'm, I'm about improving and becoming better than I was yesterday. So here we go. We got nine ways to optimize your winter training to become a faster cyclist, no matter what level or age or size you are. We just want to, the thing is about, it's about enjoying your bike and certain things need to happen for some of us to enjoy our bikes. So, and to be more motivated to do more. So that's what I'm just all about. I just love that. And uh, so here they are. Are you ready? And while I'm talking, I want you to think about 
texting to get on the VIP and, you know, maybe just learn about what I'm doing and getting more information. And that's what you're going to get. So remember, text. If you like what you're hearing, because a lot of this goes into exactly what I'm doing for myself, for my clients, for um, members who are joining this program with me this winter, because I'm already getting set up um, and I'm super excited. This So text the word cycling, lowercase or uppercase, it doesn't matter, to 819-809-0999. And it doesn't matter where you're sitting in on the globe. All right, so number one. Number one to your nine ways to optimize your winter training is set smart training goals. That goes without saying 33% uh, people. Uh, so those who write down goals, 33 of you are more likely to achieve them if you write them down. So don't think about them in your head. Just put them down on paper and share them. If you join my group, share. We're going to go and be going through everybody, asking them what their goals are, because it's important for me to know um, as a coach that I'm helping uh, you attain or get towards your goals. So setting smart goals. Now, maybe based on what you've experienced, maybe you're new to cycling for the last two years, or you've been around a long time and you've done a switch from road to gravel, or maybe road to mountain bike or um, whatever transition, I'm willing to bet that you've been watching your friends that they've been doing some really cool stuff over the summer and that you want to be doing it next year. So that's your goal. Whatever it is, and then you have to know what that goal entails. Like, is it a 100K event? Is it a 50K event? Is it a multi-day event? Um, do you have to travel? Things. So um, knowing that and writing it down and then sharing it with someone. So that's number one. Number two, focus on base training. Um, so what I want to suggest so much, it's much, so base training is a lot easier kind of to do in the winter because you don't have to worry about the elements. You don't have to worry about the road. Um, you can just really get into your zone, into a safe space on the trainer. And uh, we are going to be using Swift. There's other trainer um, pro platforms out there. So whatever it is, base training is important. So you're working your distance and your endurance up. Now, the thing is that you don't want to do be doing all base training. You need to add intensity in there, getting out of your comfort zone to allow you to become faster in your base training training. So that might not make sense right now, but once you join a group and you understand, like my group, what we're going to be doing is focusing on getting you to 100K by April. So we're talking about September right now, so October, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, April. Seven months can get anyone to riding 100K. But it takes training, it takes focus, and it takes uh, scheduling. So number two, so, it, so basically that is based on your goals depending on what you want to do. 100K in my uh, program is... 
is um, is kind of the base to a lot of events out there. So if you can do 100K, you can do just about anything out there. And it's always nice to be that strong at the beginning of the season. So wherever you're leaving off, um, we work slowly and bringing everybody up. So number three, most cyclists are doing their base training wrong. All right. Well, this is a conversation that's kind of interesting because I highly recommend that you search back in my podcast episodes to my conversations with Joe Friel talking because he is an international cycling coach of training peaks. If you're not familiar with him, go Google him. He is the grandfather of everybody's training programs, uh, myself included. And we had some really interesting and conversations around base training. So a lot of people tend to do a lot of long, slow distance, long, slow distance doesn't get you to the intensity and um, speed that you want to you need to do longer, uh, but not you want to do longer distances, but not necessarily at a slow pace, you know, like a like a zone one heart rate is zone two. So you want to be kind of like high zone two, zone three, um, building up your intensity, your pedal stroke efficiency. So fast pedal stroke, not a sitting at a 60 RPM. And you're going to understand all of that if you join my group. Um, and to make sure that you and it's you are adding the intensity workout. So those are the intervals. Intervals and good recovery is going to allow you to go faster during your interval rise. So wouldn't you love to maybe start your 50K ride at taking, you know, an hour and a half and then your 50K ride becomes faster and now it's an hour 15 and then you can do it an hour 10. And that's what I mean. It's like, getting faster at those longer rides and also training your heart to be riding at a slower pace. Like instead of redlining it, well, you can't really do that for like an hour and a half, but being able to keep it as at a, you know, level like a zone three for the endurance of 50 K, which you're pushing hard, but you're not really pushing up your heart rate. So you always, you're going to learn a lot about that in my program. Number four. So, and it's also time, like a lot of people have, um, are time restricted. So it's how much time can you put out? And it really is about scheduling and showing up and getting that time in the saddle, you know, cause outside different than inside. And you'll know that once you've gone through a season of indoor training, um, number four, create a winter training plan for yourself. Now that takes into consideration your goal event. When is it? How long is it? Um, these types of things. It is it very hilly. Is it flat? Um, then the time of the week, what times can you train? What times can you put on your and commit to your schedule? Like clear it, like nobody's bugging you clearing it. It's just like your summer rides. Like, where do you go out? What nights are your nights? What nights are your spouse's nights or your partner's nights? What nights do you have other things? You clear the schedule for your training. 
and you show up. Next thing is making sure you've got intensity, endurance, strength training. Let's not forget about lifting weights. That is a huge proponent of and part of the the overall picture of getting stronger is lifting weights and plus recovery. So let's not forget the last two, shall we? Because a lot of people do. Uh, number five, what approach to winter training should you take? Are you going to do like sit in the basement by yourself? Um, are you going to go online like on Swift or Ruby? Or are you going to join a group and be motivated and have a safe place where you can ask questions? Is that what you're going to do? So deciding. And the thing is that a lot of people think Swift is cheap because it's just $19 a month. It is not cheap, my friends. I mean, once you're set up, you're set up. But let me tell you, you need a trainer that's over uh, at least $1,000. You need that program. You need a laptop. You probably need about your iPad or phone. You need a fan. You need like a room. So you don't need a room, but you need a space. So all these things start adding up. Trust me. Um, people say, oh, I'm, I'm not going to join your group because it's too expensive. I'm going to go join Swift. Well, <laughs> believe you me, my program is way cheaper than getting set up. But my program provides a lot of great focus where you just get into Swift and you you just become a random you doing everything and nothing and you come out like either tired injured sick um at the end of the season and you're like you know i see a lot of that happening too so make a decision number six mentally preparing for winter training Oof. so depending on how you're going to be doing it alone or with a group or just online um, a lot of people fall into, and I see this a ton because I'm on a lot of Facebook groups for women, is that they get bogged down with the I'm not fast enough. And people pass me all the time. And, you know, I've just done so much. I'm so tired and fatigued. I can't ride. And what else have I heard? Um you know, they just get into the the fear of missing out FOMO and they just join everything. And um, yeah, so mentally preparing for you to train, decide. So for me, I've decided what I'm going to do next year. Okay, where like what kind of events I'm going to be doing. So I need to know that I need to be strong in 100K. Okay, because all of them are 100K long. Um so that's going to be my focus. I've also the intensity and I've committed to certain days of the week and certain allotment of hours. Okay. Let me say that again. Allotment of hours. So I have four to six hours of training. I'm going to do a week. I'm not going to be periodizing where I'm going to be peaking because these races aren't like that. Like I don't need to peak for a race. I don't need to train intently and then have a week off. I just need to be consistent and consistency without overtraining fosters improvement. 
and that includes strength training and it includes yoga, which is part of our programs. Um, so then, and that's committing, right? I talked about putting it on the schedule, blocking out that time. No, 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 no kids stuff, no business meetings, no other stuff. Training for you, four hours minimum a week. So two nights and one weekend or two mornings and one weekend, but you know, you get your group ride and then you have time for yourself. You got a, a day and a half for family time on the weekend. Do not bog yourself down with everything else that's going on. Just be committed to what you are doing. Okay, it's great. Like the Swift will have all sorts of cycling tours and, and grand fondos and ugh, just be committed to what you're doing. And if it fits into your schedule, like say a Saturday morning, then do it. So, so yeah, don't get distracted about everything else that's happening around you and everything your friends are doing. That's another thing. Are you going to do it? Blah, blah, blah. You know, so, um, yeah, that's all I can say. Um, number seven, optimize your indoor training setup, how to optimize it. Now, remember I said, you know, find a dedicated corner in your house. You don't have to set up a massive pain cave like some people. Um, I just have like a, a corner where I have my TV. I have my ironing board that goes up and down for all my stuff and my bike and trainer. So it probably takes up like 20 square feet. Okay. And all my cycling gear that's set up there. So dedicate your room, make sure you get a power trainer. I know it's, it's a commitment. Uh, you can probably find a lot of sales right now and uh, used uh, trainers for people who are, are upgrading. Um, get yourself a Swift account. And with a Swift account, you can't just jump into everything. You have to do a trial 25K before you can get in. So just remember that. You can't just sign up and jump on your trainer and join your friends. No, you have to spend 25, so like an hour and a bit on your trainer going through that, um, that first like time trial they put you through. So make sure you know that. Get a good fan, um, have a table on side so you can put all your food and your drinks. So I have an ironing board. It's amazing. It goes up and down. I can move it pretty easily. Um, then, oh, one of the things that's really important is the angle of where you set your laptop or your TV in front of you. So just be sure that your neck is not kinked up or down or to the side. Um, and straightforward. There's lots of things, um, videos you can Google on YouTube about the proper setup and angle and height because that is super important. You don't want to be sitting there for hours and come out with like, uh, you know, your neck all stiff. And then get scheduled in for training or join a training group like mine. Um, number eight, what to wear? And what not to wear. So I was thinking about that. I'm like, because typically when you're inside, you're going to be doing a lot of seating, sitting. When you're outside, you tend to get up and down, you know, off your bike, stop for stop signs. But when you're sitting, you're sitting for a longer period of time. Sometimes you're not even out of the saddle at all. And that can really wear on your bum. So 
Number one, no underwear. Go to my episode. I can't remember what it is, but it talks about why you shouldn't wear underwear underneath your cycling shorts. So if you're doing that, stop. (laughs) Find out why. And then um, they say, you know, get get rid of your badge, like your older shorts. Sometimes I keep those for indoor training and and uh, leave the good ones for outside. But they say do the reverse, like use your good ones because you're going to be sitting on your trainer. So I'll leave that up to you. I have what I've done is I actually bring all my cycling shorts down. So they're right beside my trainer. So I don't have to dig through them. So say I'm getting up earlier and my husband's sleeping. I don't have to dig through the drawer or do it the night before. Um, I have sports bras and cycling shorts down near my bike, which is in the basement. So all I have to do is go down and get changed, get my shoes, get on the bike. Um, and like a light top. And so, so yeah, you'll figure it out depending on the ventilation in your, your place, like how much you sweat, how much you want to wear. Um, then number nine, this is the last one, everybody. Um, which workout should I do? Well, if you're on Swift, it's important to actually look at some of the descriptions of the route, the routes they have there. Cause you're, you're thinking like, oh, so one time I was doing hundred K and I'm like, oh, I'll just pick this 40 K route. It should be good. Should keep me busy or maybe it was 60. I'm like, okay, that'll be good. But it was super hilly and it took me way longer than I anticipated. So where I was thinking like, you know, I'm going to be on my bike for four hours, it ended up being five because I was getting through, like, I thought I was going to quit so many times because I'm like, this is crazy. Like, when the hell am I going to get to the top of this hill? It had a freaking big hill in it, the top of this hill. And I'm like, I can't quit. I want to quit. I can't quit. I want to quit and start over and do something else. And then finally, I think after debating with myself for about five minutes, I hit the top and it was a big downhill. But that was an example. Like you can download the descriptions. Uh, You can also see them. Um, But shorter rides might not necessarily be faster rides is what I'm trying to say. Um, So back to your event what kind of terrain does it look like? Is it, does it have hills? Like everything has hills, but does it have epic hills? So that means you might want to be training like longer, steeper uh, hills, getting used to that and building up your strength, doing more in- intervals that way. Um, consult or join a cycling group with a coach that can help you. Amy. So remember about texting cycling to 819-809-0999. Uh, make, uh, so it's also, like I was saying, you're likely to do workouts that are not going to serve you over serving you. But if you go into Swift and you'll see there's, um, three different worlds, you can pick different routes, you can pick different distances. And, um, you know, sometimes those are just better left for the group rides on the weekends and to do your, intentional cycling coaching on pedal stroke form hill climbing transition seated standing things like that and also an intense like an interval workout so you know 
it's best to consult with somebody. Like I mentioned, joining me in my program would be great. But there, you know, there's definitely a lot of other coaches out there with programs, or maybe you just like want to spend a lot of time researching it on your own. Um, if you don't have time or you don't want to bother with that and you just want to follow and get into group, like we've had so much success in my group. We've had people improve by 5% to 20% from 16 weeks. So imagine what you could do on a structured program. And that, my friends, was just going one day a week and the 20% the women who did 20% improvement, at, we did FTPs or MAP tests at the beginning at the end, um, she did a lot of training on her own. So hence, this is where this extra training comes from. Now I have a bonus one, how to stay motivated. Because like I was mentioning, there's a lot of ways to stay unmotivated or get unmotivated because of you know, you're just doing too much, you're too tired, you know, uh, trying to fit it all in. So here are just a couple things, how to stay motivated, have your plan, like your goal. And, um, and then your plan, schedule it in. I can't stress that enough. If it's not on the schedule, it ain't going to happen. Because then you'll schedule work around it, you schedule kids things, you'll, you know, like, this is where you need to talk with your partner or get a babysitter or put the kids to bed earlier, whatever, um, so that you can focus on you and you deserve it. it. There's no question about it. If you're getting into cycling, you want to do something specific, you deserve to put efforts into your stuff. And, um, and if you miss a week, you miss a week because of travel, it's not a big deal. Um, like I said, our, our technical, like the Thursday night skills and technique are recorded. You can do that anytime. It's so important to do that. Remember, um, um, uh, repetition is your friend. Um, and then join a group. So with that, everybody, um, I hope that gave you food for thought because now is the time to um, start thinking and planning and finding out, um, you know, where you can go and train. Uh, you might like the ch free training options, but, you know, th at the end of the day, um, I can easily say, I mean, it's nice to be, you know, keep it cheap and keep the, you know, the bills low. But if you're really looking to focus on improving, it's really important to have a coach looking at you and giving you um, specific things for you to work on over the next person. The person beside you might be doing other things that they need to work on. So it's, it is really important. And um, I can't stress that enough. Don't wait another year to improve thinking that you can do it on your own. You can't. I've had many cycling coaches and, you know, I've learned things from each one of them. And that's basically why, you know, over the last 20 years, I have taken different coaches on and for different goals and for different reasons. But I've learned multiple different things from each one of them. 
even though they are cycling coaches. Everybody has their different techniques. And um, I love that we're building a community in cycle fitness, which is my coaching program. So if you like what you heard, please don't hesitate to text. It's better to text and find out than not text at all. So text the word cycling to 819-809-0999 and uh, you'll be added to the VIP. You can make a decision there. We get started. I'm already starting, um, but we get started in October uh, with our technique and uh, just getting into the group rides. And uh, we'll also be doing a weekly coaches Zoom where you can ask your questions. Um, so we'll be adding that. Actually, it might be just monthly um, where you can jump in and ask coaching questions um, for you. So with that, and uh, don't forget to support us and buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com backslash a secret saddle pod and I have some amazing downloads that you can go and grab there so if you're into um, some freebies or you can you can give a small donation that would be super cool uh, always love reviews and don't forget to go check us out on YouTube and Instagram that's where everything is kicking out so with that have an amazing day and um if you have any questions, you can always text me um, because I will answer texts there too. So take care, everybody. Have an amazing weekend. Hey, friends. Thank you for enjoying this podcast episode. I'd love to invite you to visit our new and exciting page on buymeacoffee.com backslash secret saddle pod to check out some cool downloadables. And if you are so inclined to supporting the podcast with the purchase of a coffee would be greatly appreciated in helping keep the podcast going. Also, providing a separate rating and review on your favorite platform with any thoughts about the podcast are hugely helpful and appreciated. Thank you so much and have yourself an amazing day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.